0: Second half of NFL Thursday football is about to start. Miami Dolphins 6, Baltimore Ravens 3. And we are with the man that makes the engine move. The man behind the scene. The man you never hear of except for on this podcast. DJ Biddington, the star, the true star of Breaking Balls. How's it going, buddy?
1: It's going great. Thank you for having me on again. And literally, I only have time with my schedule. I'm lucky I even have time for a podcast. So you get that slot, and that's all I got.
0: Well, DJ, you are a great man and, and a busy man. You, do, you, you truly are great at what you do with, with Emily and John's pod. And uh, um, I'm glad that you're a front man. Yeah, I appreciate that. We, we, we put a lot of time
1: into it. Uh, I mean, a ridiculous amount of time. And I put a full, a literally a full day into the editing and mastering. And that's on top of, you know, a full-time job and everything else that we do. So I really appreciate the kind words. And I appreciate the words coming in with the NFL because I don't watch football. Even though I know there's
0: a game on today. <laughs> well, baseball season ended about a week ago. Braves won it in six, and you know that made John very, very miserable. But you know what? After him talking all that shit, that Danny B. Beat all of us Americans, you know what? I'm glad the Braves won the World Series.
1: Well, at least apparently John's comments about the Braves, and, and for those who don't know, John is a hardcore, long-time only fan of the Mets and the fact that the Braves won is like sticking a hot poker into his heart and I mean we were doing a welfare check on him every hour as it was happening so yeah it it wasn't easy for him and I I feel bad for any of the Mets fans who have an issue with the Braves I personally being a longtime Yankees fan and I only follow the Yankees because I just don't have time for much else but I I can tell you that I'm happy for the Braves I mean this is it We all know, it doesn't matter if you're the Reds or if you're, you know, San Diego or whatever. 162 games plus then the playoffs. That's a long climb, so good for them, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, So, let's get down to the nitty-gritty of it. Who does DJ Biddington want? Carlos Correa or other at shortstop? Well, I am my own person, and I and I know
1: that you guys watch Twitter, and we know what you know. We know who Emster wants. We know who you know. Everyone is, is looking for. Personally, for me, it's this. I don't think it's just Carlos Correa or Trevor Story or that. I, we we need a couple of pieces around the board. I, I think we're starting to hear that from Cashman and, and all the others. We need to work on our you know pitching. We we need to work on our, our, our defense. There's a lot of little pieces to it, but if I had a choice and you were asking me, huh, Correa, for one reason. New York has a tendency of being the, the very blunt fan base. We are, we are a very passionate fan base. And I think that if I had a choice, I would like to put Korea into New York just because of the past, because of riling people up, like, you know, having Stanton here, you know, Correa being here, you have, you know, Cole being here, I heard Verlander possibly coming, you know, being looking too. I mean, this could be, you know, like the Death Star times four, and that's what I'm looking for. I
0: want people to hate us. I want us to be that, that dark horse. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I got to be honest, a lot of people are talking Matt Olson. Me personally, I'd be more than happy with just these three. Off-season moves: Anthony Rizzo, Carlos Correa, and Justin Verlander. Yeah. I'm actually shocked about Rizzo. Well, for one, for me, I prefer money over prospects. E- even though I I do not give a fuck about prospects, I'd rather just paying someone instead of possibly trading because you, unless you're trading people. Who are long away away, like example Jason Mingus, right? But if you're if you're trading someone at this point, like a Luis Medina, who could be a Yankee by 2023, and Anthony Volpe, who who could be a Yankee by 2023, you know, or, or Praza, po- possibly 2023 or this season at some point, I I'd say no. And to get a guy like Matt Olson, who's 27 and under control, for cheap money. That's gonna take, if not one of those three guys, it's gonna take like at least three or four prospects because teams teams got the Yankee tax anyway. So, and and Rizzo, even though it was only the second half of the season, he did well. And the stats the stats do not tell the full story, but people gotta understand. He missed about ten games. No, he missed about maybe a week because of COVID. Right then, ten games once he was back. And those 10 games he's asked. But think about it. His body, he probably had to restart from zero. So, he he, he probably should have sat five of those first 10. But he played through that. So, that's... But then, after those 10 games, he played really well. He's a great defender at first base. And people may say that doesn't matter. But guess what? One Luke Foy gets hurt, hurt all the time. He can't be counted on. And people say, like Michael Kay, for example, he said Matt Olson got the perfect swing for the Yankee Stadium. Okay, I say bullshit, because look at Joey Gallo. People right, say I mean, sure he I'm has not. the perfect swing for Yankee Stadium. And guess what he did? Out of, out of like the six through eight home runs he, he hit with the Yankees, only three of them, I think, were Yankee Stadium. So there's no such thing as a perfect prototype at the end of the day. You get the best players, feelings aside, and I know a lot of people kiss Aaron Judge's ass. I'm not one of them. But if Aaron Judge is so soft, where Carlos Correa has to personally come and apologize, or if the Yankee brass has to go kind of kiss the ring to Aaron Judge just to not upset him, listen, that's kind of pathetic, and he does not to be a captain. Aaron Judge's mindset should be this. You know what? 2017 sucked. But, Boy, but Oh, my God. Let's not bring up that chestnut, will ya? Oh, I mean, oh come my on. God, no, yeah. But, but, here's how it should be. Listen, 2017 sucks man. But you know what? It's about to be 22. You're right. the best shortstop in the market. I want ya. Hopefully he'll help them win. And that's all it should be about. Feeling he's got to get out of here.
1: Wow. Lots to unpack. You are totally right. I, I, I think you have your, your idea on Rizzo is fine. I like Rizzo for one reason. I think that Rizzo Gallo did bring something to the Yankees that we were seriously missing. I think that we saw it for even a brief moment because I don't think it came to fruition the way we wanted it to. I think it's just because 20, you know, 21 was a very interesting season. I think that um the, a lot of pitchers were trying to get through with the whole sticky stuff issue. I think that everyone was trying to work out the hell that Manfred caused in the middle of the season. Rizzo, I don't think we saw his capability completely Throughout the whole, the the second half when we finally got him, I think Gallo too with some more time will work will wake up, and I think the two Italian brothers will do their thing, and I think that if we do bring him on, I wouldn't I'm not against it I'm I'm all for it if I uh, I'll bring out the gabagool we'll, we'll do it we'll get there we'll get the sausage we'll have it we'll have a great time but the my God you mentioned. Judge and Captain and that whole <laughs> Judge is going to be Judge. I don't ever want to see your Captain because I tell you that brings out to the vitriol in Twitter about Judge being the anchor of the team. Captain, he's got his box. I mean, he's going to have to be Captain. Judge is not my Captain. The last Captain we had was Derek Jeter, and before that, I think it was what Mattingly. Uh, the, the Yankees in the word in the C it becomes such a a hot-button issue. But, you know, Judge is going to have to suck it up because it's not just one player. I and mean, don't get me wrong. He did anchor this team along with Stanton for a good chunk of the season. But I think that bringing in some really fiery people, I want Judge to feel pressure. I want him to not be happy with the whole team as a whole because now we're bringing in Correa and we're bringing this. I want there to be some fire. That is something that the Yankees have. I don't know. I feel like they. it's kind of like starting a pilot light. You light it for a few minutes and then it goes out and we need that. And I think that Correa is a good choice. I'm okay with we got Trevor Story. I'm not going to hate that idea. Um, I just think that on top of that, we're going to need more. But it'll be very curious to see. And I think that a couple of things with the market is going to be interesting, especially with the DH. If the NL loses the, right. the, it gets the DH, man. That's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, you mentioned the fire, right? That's yeah. the one reason why I do not want Aaron Judge to get the extension. I want him to earn this money. I want him to say, i got to come into this ballpark every day to earn that hundred dollars 40 plus million dollar contract that I that I want because I'm so afraid and players may never say this is a thing but I truly do believe when you get the contract extension with a couple of years left on their contract you settle man and you get comfortable especially with baseball at least with football not. Nothing is fully, fully guaranteed. But with baseball, right? If Bryce Harper tears his ACL tomorrow, has two hundred plus million dollars. John Carlos Stanton can get hurt, never play a game of baseball again. Gets two hundred plus million dollars. And look, four years, four, four, three or four years for Severino, wasted contract, the Hicks contract. Waste a contract. And, b- and before those two extensions. Yankees never did extensions. Just for that reason. And when they do it. For those two players. It bites them in the ass. So I'm deathly afraid. And also. Let's let's not remember too. Five years of Aaron Judge in New York. So far only two of them. Are fully healthy seasons. Even three out of six isn't great. But let's just see if he could do that. And also, let's just say he does stay healthy in twenty twenty two. Let's say he puts up close to his twenty seventeen numbers when when he had fifty two plus home runs, right? Then then let's say he gets the five through seven year contract, one forty through one hundred and ninety million dollars. He 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 plays a couple games in spring training because they're trying to. Not overload him. He plays the first month, then he gets hurt. Boom! What happens? And all the morons are gonna say, "Oh, why? Why did we sign him when they were the same exact people who was begging, begging for the extension?" And also, too, part two of that all, you gotta win at some point. I don't care how God-given skilled you are. Same same thing with Garrett Cole. We don't win in the next three years of Garrett Cole. That's prime years gone. Who knows how he's going to be at the back end of the contract. He's going to suck. You pay players for the front end of your contract. You know, with Aaron Judge... Right, never pays for the back end. Right, of course. With, with Aaron Judge, I'll say it again. Homie, you fucked up by going to college. You don't go to college... Right, you 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 get that chance at a two hundred and fifty plus million dollar contract. You get that chance at a three hundred plus million dollar contract because you're a free agent. When you make your Yankee debut, when you're twenty six years old, that's when you're a free agent. That's why Carlos Correa at twenty seven. That's why he can get a ten year contract because you're paying for the six. You're not paying for the ten. If, if 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 you win a championship out of the first six, you win the contract. So right now, Yankees have probably four prime years left on Garrett Cole. And I'm talking prime, where you see a mid a mid two ERA, two hundred plus strikeouts, sixteen plus wins, and even that's not good enough. So and 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 you know what, you're right, DJ, four prime years probably is dangerous, but I'm just giving him that extra year of benefits.
1: Well I'm I'm kind of impressed that when you first of all going back to the beginning we were talking about bad contracts you didn't bring up Ellsbury, because thank you you thank God that he's long gone from from the Yankees and that was an absolute disaster.
0: Well you yeah but stuff. Ellsbury wasn't an extension that was a free No
1: it wasn't. but Still I think about bad con- I think about bad deal's man. I'm Jesus. But anyway, let's talk about Judge for a second which you brought up. I think the problem with Judge is that I, I you're not he's a, he's going to feel no fear. I don't think he has, I mean, the, the for most players, okay, I understand and you're, you're 100% correct in my opinion that you, you play because you have to have the numbers to initiate a contract and Judge, I think, when is Judge's contract up? he's in 2023 or 2022 that we have to do a deal with
0: him? When is that? I don't even know. Um, this is his free agent year, so this is his sixth year with the Yankees in 2022. Okay, so,
1: what I know is this. For most players, they're going to be trying to build up, they're going to try to have the best season they can to get the big contract. Judge literally had a Judge's Chambers built for him within the first year, year, whatever, year and a half it was, where he was with us. He, He is all intents and purposes, built in as a Yankee. He has been anchoring this team for a long time. I think that it's very hard for the Yankees not to offer him the big contract regardless where if he is middle of the road or high end because just because of how they've they've shopped him, they've sold him. Uh, I mean, like literally – Making him trying to, what was his? Name? Manfred. I don't remember if it was Manfred, but I remember someone saying he, when he was going on his crazy run in his rookie year, where he was like the face of baseball. Judge is going to be a Yankee, and whether the you know whatever the amount is going to be, and I think that you know there's not a lot we can do with that. That he has no fear because if if we, the Yankees don't ever take him, let's say they say screw it, I, I, we don't want to deal with him. We don't want to deal with whatever to, goes on in the background with him. I, I, everyone and their mother is going to want this guy, and the, the Yankees are going to have to bid and lock him down quickly. But overall, what, when we look at where the Yankees have to be in 22, my, I'm not really that worried about Judge. I'm worried about what everyone else is going to be doing. Like, I, I'm worried about what pieces we're going to need in this, and then at the end of the day, if if you know Judge has an amazing season think he's going to be that complacent guy that will do it, especially because, you know, when you get at Chambers, of your, you literally have a space in the stadium that is made for you. You would think even then, okay, I'm here for a couple more years, I can coast, you know. He's been putting, he's been anchoring this team, he's had some very good years, he's going to continue to have good years. I, I just, Judge is an anomaly in this game for us, especially being as a Yankee.
0: Yeah, so let's let's say, right, Yankees going to the season without giving Judge an extension. Let's say to end the first half, Aaron Judge is batting 270, 21 home runs, 49 RBIs, played played 50 games in the outfield and the rest DH, right? Only on, only sad maybe three or four games, something like that. And it's up it's up to you personally in this situation, right? It's all it's all star break and and Aaron Judge's agent is saying, "Listen. This this is the last opportunity to talk contract shop with my guy. After the also break, we will not talk about it till the off season. From just because of how he's having our first half, would you give him a contract?
1: Well, first things first, is Judge a Boris contract? At boards, a Boris agent or no? I don't even know. Uh,
0: I'm no not sure.
1: Here's the deal with Judge and giving him a contract. First things first, we have to see what happens in this offseason. Um, We have to see what happens with the CBA. We have to see how much grease, how much, you know, Cashman's been greased up by Steinbrenner to go out and, you know, go hog wild on buying things. Let's see what our payroll is. That's step one, because I I have no idea how crazy they're going to get. I'm hoping they go crazy. We all do. But, you know, they always watch their wall. Then, let's see, we'll have to see how the season goes. If... We reach the numbers that you have just said. Personally, knowing the Steinbrenners and knowing Cashman and how they handle things, I don't know if Judge would actually want to sign, especially if our play. Again, one of the things missing also is where we are placing at the time with those stats. Where are we, you know, in the in the standings? Because. If we are in first and we are, let's say, three or four games up, we've been doing great. We're not, you know, we're winning our series. We're losing one or two here and there, but you
0: know, we're being the Yankees that we all expect. Well, with those with 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 those numbers, let's assume the Yankees are in first by two games.
1: I think the Yankees would offer him. I don't think he would take it uh, unless it's something. Grandiose. I mean, like I'm talking, like you know, big, big deal. He has. There are too many teams that would want someone like him, and I think that he wants to be a Yankee. I don't think he wants to be anywhere else. But it'll be show me the money. It really is. It's going to be show me the money. And I, I, I would have to wait and see. I couldn't tell you. I personally think that he would not take a deal that wasn't like super lucrative one that would be like shocking to the rest of the league going from cashman or Steinbrenner,
0: but that's just my opinion. So so if you were if if you were writing the check though, you were the one that could choose how many years and how much money what well, what would you put on the table? what, what, what is Aaron Judge's age um, next season? So he'll he'll be he'll be thirty one. Go, go, going into 2023. Hmm. Jeez. Um,
1: I'm not sure I would go to the level of some of the guys in their 40s now. I mean, I guess you could go 10 years into his 41, but I don't think that would be something the Yankees would do. I would say seven years. <sighs> seven years. What I would do per the, the each each year, I don't know, um, I'd give him... Huh. I don't know. What is the what is the currently the Do you know offhand what the current largest contract is?
0: Uh, or his position. Well well I know Mike Trout got the twelve or thirteen year for four thirty, many, many, no, no, many, no, no, many, many, many no, no, years no. ago. I would say seven years maybe maybe two ninety. Okay. Bryce Harper I think got three three thirty. What I would do is five through seven. And let's say meet in the middle, 22 and a half a year. You know, he, he probably want 25. And I would try to backload that contract as much as possible. And just before we get into our lists, if, if, if Hal is serious and he wants to win, right? Their payroll was about two ten last year. I truly think they need to get to, and this is with trying to get mega free agents, at least a two fifty to two sixty million dollar payroll. If 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 Hal does that, it's showing he's serious, and it's showing that he's pissed off that we haven't won since two thousand nine. Because if he only goes up ten or fifteen million and and the payrolls two twenty five I don't think that's gonna be enough to where you can get multiple multiple big free agents with that payroll it, it may sound like a lot but I, I think it that that would only be enough to get one big free agent unless they trade all the Shaman. But I truly don't think they're gonna do it. No, I don't think they
1: will either. But again, you know what it is? It's not just about the money. I mean, we, we've proven that, okay, in some certain circumstances, look what happened to the Braves. They, they bought in some pieces and they won. Uh, look at the Dodgers. They bought in a ridiculous payroll. And I mean ridiculous. I mean crazy, but it did work for them. It did work for the Boston Red Sox. They had brought in pieces in the past, and they won a World Series from it. I think it has to do with big play roles are important and I believe that the talent is important but I also believe with certain teams, especially the older teams, Yankees, the Cubs the Red Sox, any of the older older classic teams that there has to be also a dynamic that occurs in the clubhouse we saw it in the 90s saw it in 2009 I think that if we get We don't have to go to 300 that's for sure. But I think that, yes, it's true. Showing that they're willing to spend money is going to be a huge boon to the fan base. But I think that at the same time, the pieces that they do bring in, regardless of what they pay for, it has to fit in almost like a a big puzzle where everyone has to do their job and also... Pump everyone up like that was the, one of the things that I missed from having Fraser. Uh, not not Clint Fraser. What was Todd, his name? Todd
0: Frazier. Went, what was it? W- was it Todd Fraser? Todd Father. Yeah.
1: Okay. Todd the Todd Father. I. And that was the thing that we saw with the 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 Italian duo that came in the Italian right. stallions. You need to pump this team up. This team has a lot of, like, overarching pressure on them from not only its fan base, but I feel like they, every year that goes by, the weight on top of them gets heavier. And I think that, yeah, them spending the money is going to be helpful. Bringing in the right pieces are going to be big for the fan base, but we have to see what happens. We know that paying all that money sometimes doesn't work, and I think for the Yankees, it's a little bit emotional
0: and also talent. So we'll see. I agree. So, what genres did you pick for your TV shows?
1: My TV shows what that I'm currently watching now, or is this just, would you like a, what I normally, just overall? Because it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward for me. I watch uh, sci-fi, I watch adventure, and I watch, like, fantasy. Like, right now, like, I'm watching The Lost Symbol. Dan Brown from, you know, like uh, Angels and Demons and that type of thing. I'm watching The Foundation Isaac Asimov's book I'm watching it, the, the, the TV show they made of it Those are my type of thing. I like things with a lot of depth. So sci-fi is big for me Adventure's big for me Anything nerdy. If it's on the nerdy spectrum, I'm there
0: Have you checked out the new series La Brea?
1: No, not yet not yet. I get about maybe two hours a week
0: for catching up on new shows. That's very good. It's on Hulu. Uh-huh. It's it's basically about a big earthquake happens in LA, and pe- people fall in. So so people in, like Los my first Angeles, in Los Angeles, yeah, and 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 people in Los Angeles think they died, but. It's actually a realm, and it's an open sinkhole, and it brings them into the point of 10,000 BC, and, and then, and then, so far it's been about six episodes in, and it just shows them trying to survive, and all different obstacles get in the way, but it's very, it's very exciting. That's up,
1: that's up my alley, I like that type of thing where you're ported to somewhere else, and you've got to figure out how to survive. I like a good mystery. I like adventure. I like anything that comes from books or is that's turned into movies. I like to see how they do it, you know? As I said, I, I'm literally the quintessential nerd and geek, so if, if, it, if there is a, a Miriam Webster's definition of what that is, you'll find me watching one of those shows. That's awesome. Who else
0: do you got on there? Oh, let's see. What
1: else am I watching? I want to watch, I don't know if you've watched yet talking about Hulu. I think it's on Hulu. Um, Only Murders in the Building, I heard, was supposed to be very good. I need to watch Ted Lasso. That's going to be also in the off-season I'm going to be watching because apparently everyone says that I have to watch that. And as far as TV shows, I I just finished What You Do in the Shadows. If you've never watched that, that is a funny, funny show. It's hilarious. You can see it on Hulu. That, that's it. I mean, it's,
0: if it's also what we do. The Shadows of about vampires, which is another genre I absolutely love. It, it's a uh, Ted Danson in that apartment show, right?
1: It's uh, what's his face. It's um, uh, Steve
0: Martin and uh, Martin Short. Oh, that's there right you right? go, Bart. Steve Martin. Yeah. He's he, yeah. he's a good one. He's, he's one of those classic actors. You know what? Just for that, I will check it out. Yeah,
1: it's supposed to be very good. I haven't I haven't had a chance to. The last Ted Danson show, of course, besides Cheers that I watched, was uh, A Good Place, I believe was the name of the show. Yeah. That was uh, Yeah. That was the last show I think I've seen with Ted Danson, and speaking about old people.
0: I uh, saw season one of Ted Lasso. Season one, very good, very very interesting. You would recommend it? Yes, but where where it gets and and I stopped watching into episode four of season two, because season one of no season two of episode one get has a very weird opening to where what the reason why I stopped watching because it got boring, right? Whereas every episode of season one of Ted Lasso is not boring. It's funny. It's interesting. It's 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 more soccer than not, and it's and it's and it's like villain, bad guy, good guy. What's who's doing this? It it gets you to stand up. So you're going to love season one of Ted Lasso. Emily will love it. John 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 will love it. Season one is awesome, but season two and then Michael K kind of. Made me want to stop watching it because he mentioned season two ends, the last couple episodes, in like a weird Christmassy episode where it kind of like takes takes him out of the character or something like that. And it just made it off putting to where it's like, okay, do I really want to keep watching this?
1: I mean, but at Christmas, let me see. What is Michael K trying to talk about TV shows? I'm focused on the Yankees and stop turning people off of shows because every person I've talked to, said you that know, Ted Lasso, is actually not what you expect. Now, I'm not a, a sitcom person anymore. I've watched, you know, uh, How I Met Your Mother. I've watched those type of shows, you know. Like, I'm an old school kid. I liked, yeah. you know, MASH and, and Cheers and Night Court and that type of thing. I'm not into, like, The Office or Parks and rack and so on and so forth. Everyone else is... Good for them, but I'm I'm a different generation. But I, everyone has told me I've got to watch Ted Lasso, and I'm like, so what the heck? I'm not listen to Michael. I will listen to Michael K when it comes to the Yankees. Screw him on everything else. <laughs> Jesus, I don't need him
0: to be. You know what is it? Uh, Ebert. You know Cisco Ebert yeah, 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 yeah. movies. Please, jeez. I uh I watch a lot of TV and movies, and one one show that I watch it, it it's in its fourth season now. It's on CBS, but I believe it's on Hulu also. It's called Bob Hart's Abishola, and it's very, very good. Never heard of it. Right now,
1: <sighs> that what I have not heard of. What I did was, actually, before the baseball season ended, I made a list of, of shows that I'd be interested in, but... You know, I, I, for me, it has to be something that I hear in, because I work so much. Like, you know, we all work. We have long schedules. Right. Unless someone, one of my friends, you, you know, someone on Twitter's tweeting about it, you know, James is tweeting about it, unless some, unless people are talking about it, I don't, like, I, I'm not sitting there in front of a TV for a long period of time to see commercials or trailers and stuff come up. Someone's got to kind of mention it in passing for me to go. Okay, I gotta watch that. So, just like you just did now, this show that you just told me about, I'm gonna start watching that next week. And I'm gonna see how it is. It sounds amazing, but thanks to you. So, a lot of these new shows, I have no idea about.
0: It stars... It stars Billy Gardell. He was in Mike and Molly. Mm. And he's been in another couple things. What what it basically is about, he's... (laughs) He's a rich man that owns a sock company, right, a heavy, heavy, set guy. He, he has a partial heart attack. He goes in the hospital, and he ends up falling in love with his nurse. And it's just in its fourth season. She's from Africa, so it's all that cultural standpoint to it with where they end up falling in love, and he has his rich family, and it's, it's, it's I'm telling you, it's pretty, pretty good. I think you'll like it.
1: All right, listen. I am up for recommendations. As I said, I don't get a lot of free time. I've got my hands in a million different things on any given day. But I'm always into a good show. Anything that can hook me and make me want to watch the next episode like right away, even if I have no time, Right. then I know it's a good show. Then I know it's something I want to stick to. So thank you for your recommendation, man. I will definitely give it a shot.
0: You're welcome. And just to quickly run off my list... I did comedy, then I did top ten in football, baseball, and basketball. For my comedy, I could easily just rattle off ten great Adam Sandler movies and call it a day. But I didn't do that. I only put three Adam Sandler movies, and, and, and it's in any order, one through three, of Big Daddy, Happy Gilmore, and Billy Madison. Those, those three are iconic. They're great. Um... Four would be Tommy Boy. Five, oh, is, a good one in there, five is Step Brothers. Six Uh-oh. is My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> Seven is Back to School. Eight Uh-oh. is Mrs. Doubtfire. Nine is Old School. And ten is Wedding Crashers. Oh my god, first of all, Adam Sandler movie, That's My
1: Boy is the great... Adam
0: Sandler movie, if you have not seen it, it's a no, hilarious, hilarious movie. No, I have, but, but, I was, I, like I said, if I wanted to, I I can put all ten, and the question, the question, I I know the answer to, but the question is, would you put That's My Boy over Billy Madison, have, have, Happy Gilmore, or Big Daddy?
1: Big Daddy, yes, but not Happy Gilmore, for sure. Not Billy Madison whatsoever. No, 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 no. Uh, Definitely not. I like that sort of boy. I would put maybe third. Your list, though, is a mix of classic and everything, like Back to School. Jeez.
0: I mean, that's... He is so funny, man. He is so great. If I were to do
1: a list of comedy, I would do... Let's see, All the, 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 Billy, the, the Billy Madison's, the Happy Gilmore, definitely back to school, definitely I would do. Um, the, there was one movie that just came to my mind that I was thinking about, History of the World Part 1.
0: Have ne- you ever ne- seen that? Never seen What is that about?
1: What is that about? You. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. I'm going to have you watch it because it's a Mel Brooks movie,
0: first of all. Okay, Mel no, no, Brooks is great. There is a second one coming out finally, even though Mel Brooks is almost 150. He's
1: coming <laughs> out with finally, finally, after all these years, he's going to come out with another one. But History of the World, part one, has an amazing set of actors. If you like classic actors, everyone from B. Arthur is in there. Oh, wow. Just to give you an example. It's funny. It goes through the history of the world. You start out in the neanderthal time and you go through rome you go through, you you will have to see it for yourself it is hilarious okay I, I i it's it's a lot of fun and then um i i like a lot of the older you know comedy movies like real
0: genius and so on and so forth stuff from the 80s but
1: yeah you know there's a lot of good there's a lot of good comedies out there
0: i will definitely check it out for sure
1: yeah, History of the World Part 1, man. It's good for a good laugh. Especially when you're high off your
0: ass. Oh, wow. Gregory Hines, Cloris Leachman. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, seeing like Spaceballs. Have you ever seen Spaceballs? No. What?
1: Okay. That's it. Kill the podcast. I'm of <laughs> here. What well, the heck is going on? Okay, listen. You're going to have to sit down, pour yourself your favorite beverage. History of the world part one and
0: spaceballs get on it I I got you buddy and then my baseball movies I did from 1 through 10 Le- league of their own, field of dreams 42, 61, eight men out, the rookie, the babe, angels in the outfield, bench warmers and hardball.
1: Oh I see I can't do that. That type of list would drive me literally insane. I I can tell you that growing up, being an 80s kid, I mean, and I I get into this fight all the time, especially on Twitter, I, I, I didn't realize how field of dreams can cause so many problems. But take it from me, as someone who, as father has traveled, who travels a lot and growing up, didn't get to see him all that often because of his work. It was one of the few movies I got a chance to see with my dad. I will tell you that, for me, Field of Dreams, League of Their Own, and, of course, I mean, come
0: on, Major League. I mean, how can that not be in there? It would be my top three. The, I... I like Major League, but w- when I do lists like this, I think of it as the kind of movie I can see over and over, and I can do that with Major League. But the movies that I put on this list, I watch over. I do that with one movie that's going to turn off a lot of Yankee fans. I do that with Fever Pitch. I like Fever Pitch as a baseball movie. I don't know if you've seen that one. Oh, oh I, I have, and I have no problem saying this. That is a great, well done, well acted. Now, now, occasionally I will stop saying the last ten minutes of the movie because you know ah, that's, of course that's that's when it all goes down the hill. But just from the whole point, especially the part that gets me right. There it's it's towards the last couple of scenes, right? There he's on the best date of his life, just had great sex, about to get a Spanish omelet. Drew Barrymore's in the kitchen singing about Spanish omelets. And then his buddy calls, Oh my god, you came back! You missed the greatest game And and just to think about how sick how sick a person has to be to realize he's with his beautiful well, successful rich girlfriend who normally would never give a guy like that a chance, and he's gonna risk it all just because of a baseball game. I mean, it drives me crazy. You see, that's where we, you, me, and
1: everyone else, I, I don't have season tickets to the Yankees. I'm not sure if, if I did, if I could make every game, and, and I've thought about it a lot. If I could have it. I've been a Yankee fan since 1983. So I I have, you know, it's ingrained in my blood to be that level of something. In my life, I am not sure there is anything I've ever done, any hobby that could ever reach that apex that this guy is when it comes to the Boston Red Sox. Right. For someone like him, where you read the you know the story of you know his being thrown onto his what was his brother his his,
0: his mother's brother or his yeah uncle yeah, or whatever. yeah his uncle. Yeah. So you know going to games and then he dies and he gives him the tickets and he goes to every single game. I mean, first
1: of all, he's a teacher, which worked out perfectly for him because of right. seasons, but. I don't know. If I was in his shoes, and that's all I had, I have never had a girlfriend. I, I well, he apparently did, and they all fell apart. From what he says in the story, but yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. But I know in my life I couldn't do it. I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's a, it's a really bad move. But I I've never reached that. I don't know if you have ever had something like that in your life that you've been so addicted to or so, so much of a part of you. Never. But not me. I've never.
0: Me. This past season, I've, I've I've gone to about 30 or maybe more Yankee home games. And, and not in the suite, by the way. I just want to point this out to everyone. I've been to a couple, and I still have not met Nick. Listen, next year at some point, we will meet, me, you, James, Emily, John. We will hang out. We will... I saw
1: you from above, by the way. because James, I was like, where the heck is Nick? And James pointed
0: down at you. Like, get down over there. <laughs> but... If I had season tickets and if I had the opportunity to have all eighty-one games at the stadium, I would not go to all eighty-one for sure, for sure. Cause, cause there'd be there'd be series i had just lay out, and those would be the ones I would I would try to sell. I would I would always get the premium games, the Red Sox, the Mets, the Astros, and I'd probably go to about two, two, 30 games maybe forty, and the rest I would just sell. Or most people that have season tickets for stuff like this, just just like in the movie, the lawyer they they get them for clients to to try to persuade them to sign with the firm. Hey, if 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 you're on the fence thinking about hey, how about a couple seats to the Yankee game, you know, tomorrow night they're playing blah blah blah. So 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 I don't know me as much as I love sports at the end of the day, it's a sport, and they're not giving me anything. They're not putting food on my table. They're they're not someone I'm trying to be in a relationship with. So, to me, it's just sports, and I'm not knocking anybody who chooses to want to do that kind of thing, but for me, that's not something I'd ever be willing to do.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, I don't know if I could do the, the same to see all the gifts. I definitely would give the tickets away, but When it comes to people in real life, I mean, we agree with you. It's a putting the dinner on the table and everything. I mean, it's it's after all, it's a game. It's a pastime. It's something that we enjoy. So we're we're not baseball players. That's their life. They make their money from it. You know, but at the same time, what I love about that movie is it just shows you the fandom, like the level. I mean, he literally comes out of the shower in his back, I think it's a boxer that's getting the UPS guy, he gives him a hug when he gets, gets the tickets. I mean, don't get me wrong, I mean, someone hands me season tickets to the Yankees, I might do the same thing here on Long Island, you know? <laughs> so, I
0: don't know. Uh, real, real quickly, I'm not sure if you saw any of these movies. But here's my basketball list. Okay. Glory Road, He Got Game, White Man Can't Jump, Coach Carter, Hoosiers, Like Mike, Eddie, Joanna Man, Air Up There, and loving Basketball.
1: Oh my god, you just mentioned one of my favorite movies. So, quick quick side note. I, I'm not, I have watched basketball. I've gone to a bunch of Lakers games. I actually had four seats at the Lakers before the time. Had floor seats, so I was at Lakers games a lot. And I'm was born in L.A. I've been to L.A. many times. I worked there for over a decade. I was big into the Lakers just because that's where you socialize. You go to the game, you know, hang out. Right. I personally not a big basketball. uh, I'm a baseball fan, but Hoosiers is a movie that I've seen so many times. I love Gene Hackman. Can't beat Gene Hackman. He's great. It's it's a great great movie. There's actually it's funny. One of the openings I was working on for Breaking Balls, which I ended up not doing because, well, the Yankees got eliminated in the in the wild card. We'll have another discussion about that at a different time. I, I was I actually used a couple of quotes from Hoosiers, and it's funny because when I was a kid, I never saw Hoosiers from the theater. My um, don't laugh. My grandmother took me to McDonald's. And with the Happy Meal they offered you two VHS tapes, one or the other. One was Mr. Mom and the uh. other was Hoosier's. And I happened to pick up Hoosier's and I watched the movie and I got hooked on it. And of course white men can jump, I think every one of them might have seen that movie. But that's that's just me. Um,
0: wouldn't Team Wolf be considered somewhat of a basketball movie too? Yes, yes. When I when I googled basketball movies on on Google, Teen, yeah. Teen Wolf did did pop up. It's
1: Just me being a Michael, you know, Michael J.
0: Fox fan, oh, plus yeah. the fact that I remember him surfing on that then, man. That's, that's yeah. epic. And Space Jam too. Yeah, Space Jam is a good one. But my my number one glory road. It's it's based on a true story. A 2006 film for in 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 college basketball history. The first uh-huh. ever starting five, all African American. By the way, the complete
1: opposite of Hoosiers. There's not—I don't think there's. I think only in the end of the movie are there any African Americans actually play basketball. They're all white Nebraskans.
0: Yeah, but it's very—it's very raw. It's emotional. Big racial dividing for for a team in Texas. One day, when you have time, watch that movie. I truly think you'll. It's called Glory Road.
1: Wait a minute, I think I actually have that on my list for the opening clips. I, mean, I, have, a, I have a list here. Yeah, look at that, I do have it. Huh? Yeah, I've never watched the movie. It's funny. I, I only, I only use a clip from that, but I'll definitely check it out. I'm writing it down on my my notes here because I'm always in for a good. Uh, uh, good, uh, good sports movie that, uh, especially if it's one I don't follow, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with it. What was the line I used from it? It was cool. I used two lines actually in the opening I was working on. We got to go out there and we got to take it, and it's about heart. It's about who you can go out there and play the hardest. Those are the two
0: lines I actually took from Glory Road for the opening for Breaking Balls. Nice. And yeah. here's my football list. Remember okay. the Titans. We are Marshall. Waterboy, The Express, <laughs> Little Giants, Grid Gridiron Gang, Draft Day, Facing the Giants, Rudy, and Blindside.
1: I wonder if Adam Sandler when he made when he made Waterboy ever thought that, that would be a top ten list
0: for a football movie like just Pop, po- probably not.
1: It's so funny. Um, for me, by the way, one, I don't know if you, you did, I don't think you mentioned it, one of my favorite football movies I think I mentioned last time, actually, we were on the show, uh, Necessary Roughness with Scott Bakula. I mean, it's Scott Bakula, and uh, who else was in there? Sinbad, Hector Alessandro's in there, uh, Jason Bateman is in there, uh, Kathy Ireland is in there. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's one of my favorite football movies. Um... And, of course, Waterboy is wonderful, and Rudy, I mean, I think, I think everyone, I think when you're born, you have to see Rudy. Yeah.
0: Um, and I just recently, I, I think last year, I saw Remember the Titans, which is fantastic. Two ones that I think you'll really like is, one is a true story, it's We Are Marshall. It's, okay. it's all about Marshall University, the college, the plane crash, and they lost their whole football team.
1: Okay, I'll have to watch that. I'm just writing. I'm writing all. I mean, I have a list thanks to you. I mean, come on. I mean, to get a book you with know, all these movies you have to watch this is excellent. Wait a there was another movie I watched when I was a kid. Um, who?
0: What's his face from um, Dawson's Creek? Um. Oh, James Van Der
1: Varsity Blues.
0: Yes, that 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 was on Google, but it's 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 funny, right? But it's also kind of sad because the coach is such an asshole to, to, to the big player Billy, and right. and, and he's just all win all costs. Kind of guy. I don't know. I, I like I like movies that are not
1: just sappy. So I don't want it to always be like at the end, like you have to be in tears. I like a good strong, you know, fun, you know, real life. If it's if it's based on real life or not, and. I, I'm always interested in a good storyline. So that definitely for me I, I don't know why varsity came into my head, but I remember it being pretty
0: deep as far as a storyline. So we are I guess Jerry
1: Maguire too would also
0: be yeah. one, right? Jerry Maguire was good. We are Marshall also a two thousand and six film, coincidentally. It has Matthew McConaughey, Anthony right. Mackey, Kate Mara, David David Shredhan, but uh it's very good true story. And then and then the second one is facing the Giants. And it's all about faith and David, David versus Goliath where the head coach is the head coach of a team that sucks, but he has tenure and you know, people wanna Give him a chance, and the thing he praises to his team is do the very best you can, even if you lose. Just try for me, we have faith, and we will win. No, it sounds like it,
1: it's poignant enough, and I'm sure it's a great movie. I mean, most movies that have that type of, you know, I, I I'm trying to think of the word I'm looking for you know, theme, you know, about striving to be the best that you are, for the most part, will always be great. Like Rudy.
0: Yeah.
1: Blind side, things like that, you know.
0: That's, that's true. But DJ, always a great conversation. It's, it's funny, James just called, but I'm, I'm not gonna have him come through because we've already gone past time. But always, Always a great conversation, and more importantly, before you go, tell those great people where they can hear Breaking Balls. Well, you can
1: follow Breaking Balls at Break Balls Pod on Twitter. You can follow the host, the famous Emily Nyman. You can find her at at M. She Does It. You can find me, even though I have. Uh, 100 followers and if you want to follow me be my guest I really just retweet everyone else at DJ Bingington and the podcast is Breaking Balls and you can find it on literally every platform that exists Breaking Balls with Emily Nyman so it's a pleasure to be on the show as always I always have fun with you I'm sorry the James didn't make it I really hope whichever I still don't know what team he was watching and which is, which is the team he's rooting for but I hope they won
0: I think Islander Hockey and I think they lost and oh. and funny again. Facing the Giants, I swear not on purpose. Is also a two thousand and six film. Pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But again, a pleasure to be on with you. Now. Yes, sir. Take care, buddy. Take care. Bye bye.